Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, big interview fans, to just a little bit of the big interview with Robbie Keane. For the whole glorious one hour and 20 minutes, you need to be a socio. Go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Patreon is spelt P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com to instantly unlock this interview and over nine hours of archive content, including big interviews with Raphael van der Vaart and Ledley King. See you there. There are a lot of people who aren't in football to win mm. at all. No. Players and managers. And I've, I've heard other people talking about it, but you're, the evidence of your own eyes and your, your own experience tell you. I've heard Ferguson going, uh, part of the reason for my success was I was consistently able to take big decisions, accept the risk, but move on quickly, mm. right or wrong, not sit on it. And during my reign, other managers might have been up around me and then fell away, fell away, fell away, and started thinking about the security or something else other than a trophy. Totally agree with People do that all the time. And, and some of us who are the public, the paying public, don't understand that there are a lot of people out there in positions, whether it be chairman, manager, a coach, a scout, mm. or the actual footballers themselves going, if I can just keep at this level, I'll get another two, three years out of this, rather than being driven by excellence, putting yourself at risk, um, wanting to win, showing you want to win all the time, living like you want to win all the time. I think that in football is actually a smaller group than most people mm. know. I think it's probably got, it's definitely grown, I would say, in the last, you know, five, five to ten years on the basis of, you know, there's a lot of money in football. Mm. And I think we've seen that now. You've seen a lot of, a lot of young players, you know, on a lot of money at big clubs where they've already think they've made it. And then you've got a lad from the non-league who's desperate, who's working in a factory, who's desperate to get where this young kid is and this young kid thinks he's already there. So that's why we've seen in the last few years the Vardys and people like that coming through because they're desperate to play and they have the hunger, desire to want to make it as a football player. When you're 17, 15, 16, and you're getting 10, 20 grand a week, I mean... That's, that's the problem with these players. And, and I'm not the first person who said that. This has been going around now for the last couple of years. A lot of big players have been talking about this. That they've, they're sitting and dwelling on, uh, you know, driving nice cars. Which is no problem. You drive a nice car, 100%. But if you're producing for your team and you're there because you wanna, you're solely there to play for that first team, not you're just sitting on, on your 10, 20 grand a week. And that's a shame for me because... That's the difference between someone, as you said, that hunger, that mentality to want to 
and be desperate to be a footballer. I've seen so many young players now that they leave the club and go, oh, I should have done this, should have done that. And it's, it's, it's too late then. And it's just like, so, I've spoke to so many young players and I'm just thinking to myself, oh, when I speak to young players now about, I said, just don't, when you've got that, when you've got that by the, by the balls, keep it, mm. hold on to it, mm. don't let it go. Mm. Uh, but there's a lot of too many young players doing that. As I said, that's why we've seen this, you know, majority of a lot of players from the non-leagues com- coming through and being successful because they have that hunger and desire. It's driving you crazy even talking about it. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Even naming it. You've done your Robert De Niro face there twice, mm. which got me scared. But you weren't being paid 20 grand at Wills or company, were you? A week? 30 grand or 40 grand a week at company £25.50 I was paid. So <laughs> I wasn't fishing there. Uh, if you'd been paid 20 or 30 grand a week by Gordon Strachan, or at Wolves, would that have done, and you're driving around in a really nice car, would Gordon that have dulled your hunger? Gordon Strachan said to me, he called me when I was at Wolves, he was best mate with Mark McGee, who was my manager at Wolves. Still is, yeah, still is. And For taking Scotland to a tournament that I genuinely hope the boys in green are at as well, honestly. <laughs> but you've had your turn. Yeah. Gordon and Mark are taking <laughs> us to Russia. Okay, I had to come out at some stage. Yeah. Hopefully both of us are there. That's what um, I'm saying. So I remember, so I was at Wolves, I think, yeah, I was a first contract, my second contract was like a grand or something like that, 1,500 a week or something like that, and I was, I was playing you know, 20, 30 games, you know, for Wolves banging the goals in, you know, and for me that was a lot of money, obviously there, yeah, from getting £37.50 a week, I think it was. So when I was going to, um, when I was going to Coventry, I got a call from uh, Mark McGee in my old good mate Dougie Friedman's house who I, who I actually bought off him because he was moving to Crystal Palace. <laughs> I was a young kid and I just, his, his wife kept, uh, I just said, just leave everything, just leave everything in the house <laughs> so I don't have to buy anything. Smart <laughs> move. Yeah, clever, clever. <laughs> now we see how you managed to move around the world. Did you, did you say that to Ray Charles as well? We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. So, uh, so I remember getting a phone call from uh, Gordon Strachan in the house. And the first thing he says, Robbie, how are you doing? Gordon Strachan here. Do you want to be a millionaire? <laughs> As you know, Gordon, very, very witty. He, he was the second guest on the big interview. He's brilliant. He's outstandingly he's, quick and funny uh, and, and, and that was the talented. First, first thing he says to me, listen, the money I was getting there was, was good money, but it was nowhere near, as I said, these young players getting out. And I left for six million. So that, that, that's... That's the difference, but forget about money. Would it have dulled your hunger? Would it have dulled your hunger? Well, it hasn't because I've been very, very fortunate enough. Even then, Robbie, I'm I'm going back to, I'm drawing a comparison with who you were talking about and you then, if somebody said... Well, the equivalent then would be a lot of money now, players. Yeah. And I was only 18 years of age, 19 years of age, so it was, for me, it was a lot, a lot of money, but for, for me, it was just, I was obsessed with playing football, obsessed with scoring goals. And didn't matter anything around me or what I had or what car I was driving, what this, that was completely irrelevant to me. For me, was on a Saturday morning, win this game and score goals. And that was being my mentality from the day I played against Norwich away and we won 2-0 to this day as we're speaking now. I've never been driven by, by money because if you're successful... That will always come. I know that 
footballers often, when I ask questions like this, sort of push back because either they haven't or they don't want to. But have you ever kind of looked in and said, where, where really has that come from? Well, I, I think, it, well, it's definitely come from where I come from because I come from, you know, come from Tala where it's, you know, it's great area, you know, tough area. You have to be, you have to be mentally strong. Um, a lot of, a lot of shit happened there when I was younger. That I've seen that maybe other kids and don't get me wrong, there's, around the world there's way more worse things that that is happening. But I can only go on what I've seen, you know, and you know, rob cars on the street and drugs and stuff like that. But it was no for me growing up there. I didn't know anything different. Mm. So, and as I said, you had to look after yourself. There was fights on the street. You have to be strong. Uh, you couldn't back away from people. You couldn't show that weakness, mm-hmm. that sign of weakness where people would try and bully you. So that's, I think I definitely get it from there. And also, for the love of playing football, I just absolutely love football. There's like, I can't stress this enough, and I've said this for 20 years. I'd play football for free, and you look back all my interviews, I've said this. Sunday morning, when I come home in the summer, first thing I do, all my friends, we play five-a-side. All of us from this, my area where I was brought up in Tala. My brother, cousins, best mates. Uh, and this, this kind of months that I've had off. So Gordon Strack was a, a guest, so was you know, a really close friend of yours who I admire and adore. Damien Duff is, mm. is one hell of a guy. But you'd understand one of the first things he's... He surprised me a lot because we tracked it from a Peter Beardsley thing. We said to Peter, if your house was burning down, what would you save? And he said, still to this day, my football. <laughs> I'm, not worried, I'm not so worried about the... You know, like the, the TV and the computer, but the photos and the family came after the football. Yeah. And it was at this point that Damien said, listen, well, you know, I, I, I still miss a football so much that of a Tuesday morning, I hire a, on his own, an AstroTurf pitch just to get out there mm. and kick the ball and yeah. play. And I understood it. Martin understood it. I think the, the listeners understood you'd, you'd understand exactly that. Like, if you didn't have... You know, like say, you're living abroad, you're living in, on your own, you're not playing, you'd go and get a ball and kick it, would you? Mm. You'd go and buy a ball. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, every time I go on holidays with the kids, the first thing we do is get a ball on the beach playing or whatever, we can get a bit of grass. Uh, used to go to Sardinia quite a lot and used to be well, all the guests. Uh, there's a little five side pitch in, in a hotel called Cala de Volpe. And uh, used to play with the guests all the time. So it was. Uh, <laughs> It was a, I, we should have done this interview before. I love that. That's absolutely the way it should be. And as you mentioned, Damien, you know, Damien, you know, me and, as you know, me and Damien, you know, you know best of friends and uh, wonderful, wonderful player. One of the best, the, the best I've ever played with as, as, as a left winger, a right winger, wherever we, at that moment he played. But we've played a few games in, and obviously in the last few months since we've been home and the buzz kind of the two of us still get. Uh, you know, it was incredible. He's an extraordinary player, and I, I, I want to end this section a little bit by saying I think you've been asked a lot, and it's a brilliant exercise. Say your best eleven or your favourite, or mm. whatever it might be. Your answers are, are obviously they tell a lot about you, mm. and you've always got one of our recent guests, Ledley King, in your in mm. your in your eleven, and I understand why. 
But given that the people who don't share your mad desire to win and to play all the time were driving you crazy a minute ago, let me go the other way and calm you mm. down by saying, give me, give me five of the guys you've played with throughout your life or seen or played against who you know have got exactly that same driving hunger above the rest to win. That thing that you were identifying that's kept you like a 25-year-old, even yeah. at 37. Who, who'd be five or six of the guys that you're well, like, yeah, they're like me, they're my clan? There's, well, I could name loads, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah? I've got, yeah, I could name, I could name a, lot of, a lot of players. I mean, if I go from the teams that I've, I've played with, the Gary McAllister's, a commentary, to the, that leads to the people like David Batty, you know, strong personalities and, you know, just, just want to win, but great characters, like, off the field. Now, I'm just, off the top of my head, I'm just, I'm just thinking to the, the Stephen Gerrards of, of, of Liverpool who would do anything for his club, as, as we've seen over, uh, in the 20 years that he was playing for them. Do anything to win, and that mentality, the, the drive that he has to succeed as a, as a player, as a person and, and for his beloved club to to Tottenham where I've played with so many different different players and and different characters. You know, just because people, you know, shout about and have that doesn't some people have the winning mentality in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Yes. hundred it, percent. It, and the shouting and the noise isn't it, always the right thing no, or doesn't no. actually show what you've got to show for the ball, that's braver than shouting. Yeah. Yeah, you got people like say say Luca say Luca Modric say he was he he always wanted the ball no matter where he was in the pitch. So for me, for someone like him, he has that mentality because he's not frightened. He's not frightened to pick the ball up anywhere in, in dangerous areas. And for me, that's a winner mentality also. And then you've got the people like Roy Keynes, you know, who's got that that drive and that mentality where all he wants to do is just. Win, 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 which is brilliant. And get the ball, knows his limitations in terms of get the ball, win it, give it to someone quickly. Protect the back four, protect his team at all costs. And, you know, that's a different, that's a different kind of mentality. And then, uh, I've probably named about 10, did I? <laughs> I'm not too sure. So there's, there's all different kind of characters that I've played with that, has that driven mentality, and I, I, I couldn't, as I said, each each of them are, are different. You couldn't name Roy Keane same as Luka Modric, but he had that driven. You've seen that now with Real Madrid. You know he's he's gone from been getting stick before she was there to now being the best midfield player. They adore him, and and without him, almost everything suffers. It isn't just with the ball or the passing options. It's tempo. It's about when to pay side to side or up and down. It's the connection between these fabulous the connection to watch. between the, the, the backs and the and the struggles. And there goes Robbie. Intelligent, articulate, slightly dangerous if you get onto the wrong subject, but definitely one of the most passionate football men I've ever met. We obviously hope you enjoyed that little slice of what was a much longer much more in-depth conversation to listen to the full one hour and 20 minutes it is time to become a socio with us go to patreon.com forward slash graham hunter patreon is spelt p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com 
and you'll instantly unlock the rest of this interview, plus over nine hours of archive content, including big interviews with Rafa van der Vaart and Ledley King. Our lovely socios enjoyed over eight hours of ad-free bonus content in September alone. For the socios who join us, who become part of this loving football family, we do produce full weekly episodes of a magazine show, if you can call it that, The Big Inside View. It sometimes contains sweary words, often some interesting things that I can bring from the front line, and a bit of laughter. There'll be other special content like question and answer specials, live reporting from the occasional La Liga or Champions League match, deeper dives looking in-depth at what I know about big-breaking stories, and all of this for £2.99 a month. That's less than the price of a pint, less than the price of your favourite football magazine. No, you can't say fairer than that, can you? Join us. <laughs>